If you're looking for the best horror, thriller, sci-fi and WTF audio fiction this side of the apocalypse, then you should listen to The Other Stories. With over 500 stories on the podcast feed already and news stories dropping every single Monday morning, The Other Stories is your new best friend. Check out The Other Stories today on any and all podcast platforms or head to theotherstories.net. After all, these aren't the stories your mother used to tell you. These are The Other Stories. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hang on to your balls. It's time for the Horror Hangout Podcast. Welcome to the Horror Hangout, a podcast where two bearded film fans watch the 50 best horror movies ever and then talk about them. My name is Luke Condor with a K and I'm joined by my regular co-host, Mr. Mr. Ben Errington. And Mr. Ben Errington, how's it going? Are you alright? Aye. Aye. We took, we took two weeks off for a little sojourn. Sojourn? Sojourn? Yeah. Sojourn. I mean, that's, that's incredibly lazy of us, isn't it? We don't take that many breaks, do we? Nah. No, not unless we can't be bothered. And then, uh, yeah, we're back. We're going to watch the 50 best summer movies ever, like yeah, I said. It's, it's a comeback. Is it a co- Can you call it a comeback? Yeah, we went away and then we came back. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. That's yeah. all you need. Um, so we are cracking on the list now. We, last time we talked about number 15 on the list, which was I don't know, so oh, long ago. We, we talked about 13 ghosts last time. <laughs> oh, yeah. That was oh, why we yeah. needed a break. We, we did that was why we needed a break because yeah. you know it just it got under my skin uh kind of just zapped me of all energy and yeah. just all my my lust for life is just gone yeah but now it's back with the wicker band number four oh yeah list. that's brought the that's brought the lust for my that's brought my lust for life right back yeah have you um so what else have you been up to in the <laughs> shall i cut around this bit if you don't want to talk about it what else have I been up to? I've been doing life, uh, not doing life very well, but you know, I've been trying, trying my best. Uh, apart from that, I've not really, do you know, what? I've not really done many horror things. I've no. not really watched any horror at all. You watched bit, Daddy's Home. I watched Daddy's Home. Some people that, that, that could be considered a horror movie. That, that was all right. Yeah, um, I'm going to watch the sequel as well. I, feel, I liked it enough to want to watch the sequel. Hmm. See, I like, I like, I like a Will Ferrell comedy, but occasionally. Especially yeah. in the in the later years, they can drift into you know they're very similar and they can be a bit m- mediocre. But uh, well, I, I remember like, like Step Brothers and Anchorman, that sort of Will Ferrell period. I think is kind of gold. amazing. Yeah, it's gold. 
solid gold. But um, I haven't seen any for a while. I think I watched one when he was like uh, a criminal, and that was about <laughs> get hard. Get hard. See, the thing is that they like they like you give him equal billing with somebody else, and I think it doesn't always work. Like I like his is is sort of uh, chemistry with Mark Wahlberg. But then they did it. They did it like him and Kevin Hart, and then him and someone else. I mean, I don't, yeah, I don't, I don't know if it always works. I think he's at his best when he's kind of like the center of attention. Yeah, I think and Anchorman I, is my favorite Will Ferrell film. Although Elf, you know, is pretty good at Christmas. I really, the one that always made me chuckle the most was one where he wasn't a lead role at all. Was uh, Old School? Uh, yeah, I've not seen that for there's, a while. There's a lot of really, like, really laugh out loud, belly laugh moments in that yeah. just cause, I mean it's, it's just completely ridiculous I think that was the first time I really sat up and paid attention to it yeah. but um, apart from that I haven't really watched anything else I've got the Cloverfield Paradox to watch possibly yeah. tonight uh, obviously which how, how do you feel about how they dropped this this film well if, if, so I've seen it and uh, oh you've seen it have you oh I like that to, is it? I don't want to spoil anything for you but I think if they released it theatrically theatrically um, I think people would have been pretty disappointed. It's got a good yeah. cast, though. I think I think it's a really good TV movie. I think people are expecting a lot out of it. Like... You haven't seen Ten Cloverfield Lane, though, have you? No, no. But that's good, right? The thing is, it's probably the most loosely connected trilogy yeah. as such ever. It's kind of like free, as far as I could tell from the Cloverfield Paradox. Not seen mm. it yet. As far as I could tell, it's three completely different concepts loosely linked together by. Yeah, something. Yeah, they, they kind of try and connect it all together when it it probably doesn't really need to be as no, much. It doesn't. No, it's it's like they could it just be like a sitcom, and then they could suddenly everyone look out the window and go, "Yeah, Jesus, have a look at that!" And it'll be like the Cloverfield sitcom. Do you know what I mean? That's yeah, that's how yeah. they connect it. They literally just go, "There's a giant monster over there." Yeah, I, I kind of like them not being connected. Because it's like Black Mirror. Do you know what I mean? Like a, uh, every episode has a similar hmm. sort of vibe. Yeah, and, then, and there's hint, and there's like hints towards it possibly being connected, which yeah. I kind of like. Yeah. Which I like shared universes, but not when they're sort of like... With this, it kind of feels a bit, a little bit forced. Yeah. Like yeah. it doesn't feel like you go, oh, I can't wait to see how this is going to affect this and that's going to affect this. It's just like, well, who cares? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I don't I, think Cloverfield, the original, was strong enough a film to warrant these sort of spin-off slash sequel things. But the thing is, I I really like Cloverfield, and I know like my mate through quite a few people really got into the um, the universe and like the theorizing of oh what's that? Why is that thing? Where's that creature come from? You know that kind of thing. So, I don't find it. I don't find it any more interested in like the Godzilla King Kong stuff. I mean, it's just a kaiju thing coming out of the sea. Yeah, right? just, that's all you exactly. need. Yeah, that's all it is. Yeah, yeah. I don't find I don't find it that interesting. Like for example, like Pacific Rim. I mean, we're getting a sequel to that. Um, I don't know if I watched the sequel. I quite like the first one, but I don't think I need the, a sequel. The first one, I mean, yeah, the second, the sequel. So obviously not directed by Guillermo del Toro. Doesn't seem to have a lot of the same actors in. We've got John Boyega as the lead. Um, where's everybody else? Dead. Yeah, I mean, I'll, dead. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I'll give it a watch, but there's only so, show much. So, there's only so much giant monster shit i could tolerate before i go yeah just just let me watch daddy's home again please yeah uh so i watched like the complete opposite of the side of that then i guess is on netflix is a film called super dark times uh not really many people are talking about it um no. it was 
just sort of shoved onto Netflix like most of the films are nowadays. And shoved. it's like a 90... You know how we're getting all these 80s nostalgia-ridden things at the minute with like kids... Ridden. <laughs> Riddled with nostalgia. <laughs> they're riddled with nostalgia. It's all over me. They're like... Um, like the kids sort of hanging out in the, the sort of the, all the 80s music and then they find a monster or something and everything's going wrong. This mm. is that bit in the 90s and it's not so much a... It's not supernatural really in any way at all. It's But it's got loads of like cool 90s things. It very much feels like how... What it was really like when we grew up. Mm. And it's about some kids playing with a samurai sword in the woods and then things go wrong from there. <laughs> but it's... Uh, Someone gets their little finger chopped off. And and then some, yeah. But it's uh oh, two fingers, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, it's it's really dark, it's really tense. Like it's one of those films where you're watching it, and then you kind of like, I don't know if my heart can actually handle this this sort of tenseness. Uh, it's the same oh, way right, I felt okay. with Green Room. That made me feel really tense. Okay. Yeah. Oh right. Oh Green Room. <laughs> it's not quite for as some, uh, t- for some thinking? reason my head went to a uh, Green Wing. Yeah, <laughs> Green <laughs> so Wing for a second. I can't. I can't watch that sitcom anymore. Uh, it's too tense for me. Oh yeah, I've, I've watched episodes of season eleven of the X Files. Yeah. Um, episode one and two were awful. Why <laughs> Real so, bad. Why is it like, so bad? Why is it so bad? Because I because I don't write. I, the, this new series, season of the X Files, relied too heavily on you remembering so many little details of a the last series. And B, like everything as a whole, like I mean, when we look at the 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 main mythology of the X Files, yeah. it tread it goes over the same ground a lot. Do you know what I mean? It's always like, oh, we're getting double crossed by the smoking man. This is happening. Oh God, aliens. Oh my God, experiments. Yeah. And it and what it kind of d- did was like it was really like abrasive to watch. It was like edited with loads of these like flashbacks and all these different things. And I was like, Ugh. what the fuck is going on? Do you know what I mean? I don't know what's going on. The episodes of the X-Files that are good are the Monster of the Week episodes. Yeah. Where Mulder and Scully turn up to investigate something. Scully, even though she's seen hundreds of monsters, still says, oh, I don't know about all this. Sounds like a load of muck. <laughs> and Mulder's still like, I believe. I believe in everything. I've heard so many so, people say the same thing as you. It just needs to be a Monster of the Week procedural. That's exactly what it is. I mean, the actual, the, the mythology, the alien abduction mythology, do you know what I mean? We've had 20 plus years of it. Well, more than that. If yeah. Chronologically. Also, the idea of like grey aliens. Are they the aliens that are in X-Files? Grey aliens. Those were maybe scary to people in like the early 90s. But now... Yeah, but there's there's since... loads of stuff. There's like the grey aliens. There's like people who are like alien-human hybrids. There's like the black oil alien stuff that goes in, get, like appears in your eyes. Got black cancer it's... or something. I'm not sure. Probably. Yeah. But yeah. So basically, the first two episodes of the X Files season eleven were like that, and they were just, I just, I was like, I don't know what's going on. And how many what episodes is going are there on? in this season? So I've seen like four. Uh, so I've seen two, and right. there's a few more. I think okay. three and four are like Monster of the Week ones. I think the third one's like a doppelganger thing, and then there's some other sort of creature. So yeah, are you gonna watch it? We'll see. Yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll persevere. If I know they're Monster of the Week ones, I'll persevere with it. I'm definitely. at the point now where I can't, I'm not willing to persevere with a season, like a TV show. Because there's so many TV shows where people are like, you have to watch this, you have to watch this. And I'm like, that's 14 hours long. <laughs> that's 24 hours long. If I'm not enjoying yeah. it within like two episodes, I'm out. I just, <laughs> I've got yeah, time. I get bothered though, but like, I get haunted by the ghosts of, of like series that I haven't completed. 
like series where I've watched like one episode and I'm like, oh god, whoa, <laughs> I should have finished it. I should have finished it. No, no, leave it, leave it. Yeah, you know what I mean? What's... It's like the what need to collect and complete stuff that's you making need to save me on games. Do you have to get like 100 percent on the games? No, I don't have to do that. Cause I used to get annoyed mainly people... mainly because I can't. <laughs> I used to get annoyed at people um, playing like Sonic and stuff, and they'd have to go back and get every ring, even if they've missed one. They're sort of dangling. Leave it. <laughs> even if they get on with the fucking game. one that's dangling. <laughs> <laughs> you don't need every single ring. Leave it. But I'm, or, or you must be also annoyed by people who just run through the level collecting nothing. Jump in, jump in, jump in, jump in. I don't know. I see. I can do a bit. Anarchists. Uh, yeah, but it, especially Sonic. Like, there's a like a speed element to the game that I quite like. Yeah. 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 That's that's true. That's true. He is fast. Yeah. <laughs> that's his whole thing, really. Okay. Uh, so let's talk about the Wicker Man then. So if you want, if you're up for it. Yeah. Yeah. Why not? Okay. Uh, so this is number fourteen on the list. Have you got like a synopsis there? Yeah, I haven't, but I'll grab one for you. Why? Why not? So this is obviously not the remake with Nicolas Cage. This is the original 1973 Wicker Man. Um, So basically, a police sergeant is sent to a Scottish island village in the search for a missing girl whom the townsfolk claim never existed. Stranger still are the rites that take place there. Rites? The sort of, the things. Rituals and stuff. Rituals, yeah. Not the, yeah. The rituals that take place there. Uh, So yeah, obviously this was remade in, what, 2006? Yeah. Where Nicholas Cage played the uh, main character, and it was like an island off the coast of the US. It was like obviously very different, but kind of like pagan rituals, pagan nests, mm. and Nicholas Cage going fucking ape shit. Cajun pagan. I um <laughs> watching it, watching this again, this version. I can't understand why they ever thought a remake set in America would work. It's so of its time. Like it's mm. about like hedonism and sort of um, kids in the seventies. Free love, drugs, and you know that kind of thing. Like I can't understand why they thought they could remake it and do it well. Like it doesn't make any sense to me. Anyway, this, yeah. this is what Empire said about it. Uh, the Wicker Man shouldn't really work. An outsider's view of mythical Scotland, written and directed by an Englishman and scored by an American, and replete with songs to the extent that it's practically a musical. It's a minefield of elements that could all have gone horribly wrong, and yet it's also right that weirdness, a crucial part of the unsettling whole. Woodward's hapless investigations leading inexorably to that final devastating reveal. There's plenty of humour, but it never feels like Woodward isn't in real frightening trouble. The climax is as inevitable as it's horrifying. It's easy to laugh at the remake, but even Hardy himself fails to recapture the dark magic with his belated wicker tree. The wicker man is unrepeatable. Yeah, see, what what is this wicker tree? I'm looking at this now. It's like it's, a... It's a sort of sequel... Uh, I've got some trivia sort of related around it, so um, it's got three point nine on IMDb. Oh. But like oh. um, th- this film feels like a tightrope walk. Like it feels like it could have gone like like I said there, like feel like it could have gone wrong in so many yeah. ways. But yeah. there's something about it that I just really really like. I really enjoy it. It's got ninety percent of Rotten Tomatoes, so it's critically loved. Seven point six, which is the standard on IMDb. Um, like you, like just, I've, I'm pretty sure I've seen this before. Yeah, but I don't remember it very well. But like. The kind of vibes I got from it, which is kind of yeah. the wrong way around. I shouldn't be getting vibes for this. It reminded me of Hot Fuzz. <laughs> well, <laughs> well which Ed, is, Edward Woodward is the is uh, in Hot CCTV Fuzz, yeah. guy, yeah. Yeah. So, obviously, I mean, Hot Fuzz was heavily influenced by this. Yeah. 
Um, this is like the classic outsider comes into like a really tightly knit um, sort of uh, community yeah. and gets fucked up. Well, I, so I, I struggle to remember um, anything about this one other than the ending. And I think it's because one, that ending is like so devastating and so like iconic that it's like that yeah. sort of takes over the, what's in your mind about the film. But also it feels like a fever dream. Like it feels like you're in the same way if you did a load of drugs and then the next day you're like, what What happened? Like, I feel like that's what the happened? same way you was, feel about was this Christopher, Was Christopher uh, Lee in a dress? <laughs> yeah. Did he have a wig on? And then you have like this uh, montage of flashbacks, like uh, people dancing naked, Christopher Lee singing a song about Nimble Jack or whatever he's singing, <laughs> making like tinned peach and cream. There's so many weird things in this film. Yeah, the worst dinner I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> Literally the worst dinner. What was what was the dinner again? It's just like a load of it's just boiled potatoes and some broad beans. And even oh, and even yeah. and even even Sergeant Howie was just like, oh yuck <laughs> when he was eating it. When he was eating it. Yeah. So you we'll get, you've seen this before, right? You... We'll get to that. I have seen it before, yeah. but like my memory of it is very foggy. Like I've seen the I've seen the remake as well, but I saw that around about the time it came out. So I. It becoming like a meme or it becoming like infamously ridiculous and over the top, like yeah. happened after I saw it. Yeah. So I saw it and I remember thinking, this is fucking mental. Yeah. But like the ridiculous of it never really, I never really realized until like, well, just a few years ago, I guess, when all the internet videos started emerging. Yeah. So um, do you prefer the Nicolas Cage version? Or... I mean, they're both entertaining in their own right. Let's yeah. not, let's not skimp on that. Let's not pretend act like they're not yeah the wicker the wicker man remake although essentially isn't a good film is incredibly entertaining like that i you would rather sit down and watch that yeah with like a group with like a group of mates <laughs> yeah there's than... a bit where he starts beating up all the women yeah he <laughs> starts beating up women yeah. he, he's got like a bear costume on yeah um and he's just every almost every line he delivers is just ott he's over he's chewing the scenery but i mean this the original is you, as I said, it's not one you want to watch all the time because it is just a, it's a little bit unsettling, but it's like it is a bit annoying as well. I find it a bit annoying. I find like everyone annoying. Yeah, I like it. I think the the re, like the, the fact that you kind of like aren't sure what to think or of the characters or like even the tone as you're watching it, yeah. it makes me feel like I'm in more inside in Howie's shoes, like I'm like in a weird sort of Neverland and like none of this makes any sense anymore. Yeah. And um, it, it really like sort of displaces. Yeah. You. I feel, I feel, I find myself getting annoyed as he gets annoyed as well. Yeah. It's just like, yeah. Oh, you're bloody heathens. You yeah. bloody idiots. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, like not answering his questions directly over. I'll just be like, Oh, for God's sake, just answer the question. Yeah. yeah. Well, I, it could I, be, I, or it might be, or it should be. I, I, I would get very violent quite quickly. You would. Would yeah. you punch some? Would you punch some of the? I'd put boob? some someone in the boob. Yeah. Right but, to um, the tits. This uh, this film kind of. Um, I think the reason I find it so sort of effective is because the whole idea of the way they sort of sacrifice him um, for like their own beliefs. I found really. I find that like one of the most like inherently scary things: being killed or hurt based on someone else's beliefs that you don't believe in. If that makes well, sense. Because that's yeah, someone else's but, logic. I don't believe this shouldn't be well, hit. I don't believe in it's, this. It's totally relevant to like modern times. Well, not just modern times. Yeah. Like it's totally relevant to loads of stuff. 
But now, yeah. like, there's so many extreme organizations now, like Westboro Baptist Church, ISIS. Yeah. Like, so many extreme organizations who are literally who are willing to kill you based on your beliefs. Yeah. It it does ring it's true, scary. and it is one of the yeah. it is one of those terrifying things. It's almost like it's, it's so hard to comprehend. It's like, well, why would you hurt me just because I don't think the same way as you? Like, you wouldn't think the same. Like with these people, they wouldn't think the same way if they were raised somewhere else. Mm. So it's just like, see, if I if I were to do a remake of this, in I would forget all the pagan stuff. I would set it in um you know the middle east and have like you be the person be sacrificed for, or killed based on a completely other set of beliefs that aren't there yeah. so they don't, they but don't you'd have, have a wick, you'd have a wicker man as well you'd burn them in a wicker man at the end <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah that's you how they all end that. it's like um the cloverfield paradox like they're yeah. very loosely based <laughs> and then yeah. you have like the same thing happen at the end someone getting burned at a wicker man a whole <laughs> army of wicker men yeah. coming over a hill just to sort of show you sort of uh, how weird this film. So I was looking for my notes, and I watched I watched this about like a couple of weeks ago. And I was like trying to make sense of the stuff I'd written down, and at one point I put jitter sex. I have no idea what <laughs> what that's like pertains to or what do, it's about. Do you mean jitters? As in, is that a word for like uh, goths or alternative <laughs> jitter sex? Jitters. Have you heard that before? No. What's that? J- jitters is like uh, if you're like a goth or like a like an alternative kid or like a punk or so emo. Is that like how we say Grebo or Greb? Yeah, yeah. It's just, just like a Grebo or a Greb, yeah. Okay. yeah. So it, what we get out in Bristol, we'd be like, oh, God, bloody hell, you jitter. It would yeah, be like that. Never heard of that, yeah. If you, had a, if you had a Slipknot t-shirt on or like a studded belt, you're, you were a jitter. No, you were Greb up here. Greb and they, 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 they obviously, they go, oh, here, mate, where's your skateboard? Yeah, we get that a lot, yeah. And, and, and a good comeback <laughs> to that is, is at your mum's house, which is also their house. So it's like, a, it's a one-two. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, okay. So yeah. So Jitter. I oh, know that, that meant. I mean, I have to watch it again and see. Um, there's only like uh, two key players in this film. I thought uh, Edward Woodward yeah. plays Sergeant Howie and Christopher Lee, who plays Lord Summerisle. It's who... a good name to say, isn't it? Edward Wood. Edward Woodward. Edward Woodward. Yeah, that's why he's famous. That's why he, you know, made a career. Edward Wood... If you want to, if you want to make a name for yourself, make it. That's like real a... name. Yeah. Probably is. It is. Yeah. It sure is. I used to know a guy called Woodward. And now Did every you? time I read this guy's name, I'm thinking of my friend Woodward. Woodward. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, okay, so the story, uh, we start with um, uh, Sergeant Howie is very Christian. He's singing and praying. He's very sort of Catholic, sort of old school. Everything's prim and proper with uh, yeah, he's he's quite an oppressed he's quite an oppressed individual. Yeah, he's someone who's clearly his life has been ruled and governed by religion. Yeah, and and he holds it very dear. dear. He's a devout Christian. Yeah, Into, and he uh, can and, and he can fly a plane. <laughs> yeah, he's like uh, he's very much the the idea of old school of authority. You know what I mean? To he's the policeman. He's the word of God. He's all these kind of things that Summerall probably doesn't yeah. know or doesn't understand. Or... Yeah, yeah. Probably everything, he's, everything he sort of stands against because I'm assuming Summerall probably started this. Bet he votes, or... bet he votes conservative as well. So... I bet he bloody does. Yeah. So anyway, it starts with him getting the plane over the um, over the Scottish hills and stuff and then we're, we're already getting like a, a folk song that sort of ends. It's a Born bit of a... Rose. <laughs> 
biddly biddly boo and then it ends and then you think okay that's the end of that montage and then it starts like a second verse or something and it continues there's a lot on. Of, in a lot of the songs in this film there's some weird instruments some weird hmm. strange sounding instruments like what's that little thing called like the doing 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 oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> i can't remember what that's, what that's called it's called like a scan yeah. i can't remember what it's called but yeah there's like some weird noises where you're just like what the hell like the soundtrack isn't I mean, it is unnerving, but it's not like a horror film or a thriller film soundtrack at all. It's just like these really jaunty, sort of sexual, weird pagan songs. Yeah, it only gets disturbing right at the end when it's just yeah. like the, the tribal drumbeat thing. But um, yeah, the rest of it, it's just all it's all jaunty. It remind it properly reminds me of I'm sure I've brought up this Woodstock DVD so many times on the podcast, <laughs> but only because it just seems to keep coming up. Like um, the music they played at Woodstock was this kind of music. The other weird instruments, they're all kind of jaunty, folky songs. And then they yeah. had the odd, like, um, not metal songs, but what, what they pretty considered metal, like uh, Jimi Hendrix and stuff. But a lot of Jimi it was... Hendrix, black metal. <laughs> uh, a lot of it was uh, this kind of um, folky, <laughs> jaunty music. And that, that's exactly like what I think of when I listen to this. But um, mm. so anyway, so Edward Woodward, he goes to... Summer Isle, he lands his plane, gets off, and there's like people's, like men chewing tobacco or something. A load of old, a load, a load of old codgers. Yeah, and he he get he gets off on the wrong foot, uh, Sergeant Howie, because he's already like barking orders at them. Somebody come and get me off this plane with a boat. Come yeah. on, I said somebody. Yeah, he, and he get Edward Woodward's accent as well. Sounded it wasn't real. It sounded like Mrs. Doubtfire. There's so many yeah. times when I was like, I've run by fruiting deer. Just like, imagine, <laughs> just could imagine him saying it. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. So, so he turns up and he's looking for a missing girl, disappearance of a young girl, Rowan Morrison. Mm-hmm. Um, and he asks all these old codgers if they've seen her, shows her a picture, and they're just like, oh, she's not of this island. Yeah. I kept thinking, who told him to go there? Because, do you know what I mean? Yeah, but they, they report it. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Yeah, someone reported it. Who reported it? 
they yeah, must have done. Lord Samurai or, or they did, yeah. And they, I think they knew he was going to go there. I don't know. They kind of lured him there for, for whatever reason. Maybe that's why they changed it in the remake to make it a bit more active yeah. in the way they lured him there. Um, yeah, so he starts walking around the town. Um, very right away is weird. Um, mm. If you Even like little things like in the shops they go to, they don't sell like uh, normal tablets and stuff. They have like little jars of flowers and they've got like frogs and, and stuff. It's all very... Uh, yeah, so, so if you've got a sore throat, put a frog down your neck. If you've got diarrhea, stick a frog dandelion up. Sore frog based medicine. <laughs> <laughs> stick a toad up your ass. Yeah. Wiggly. Um, so he, he goes around the town. He, he, does he go to the pub first, the green man? or No, no, I think he just goes He goes to like a the woman's house whose child is allegedly missing, and she kind of says, that's not my daughter, when he shows her the picture. Yeah. And then, and then he goes and asks... She's got another daughter, like a younger one, who's painting a picture of a hair. And he goes and sort of tries to help her paint the picture. And he asks, where is Rowan? And he says, yeah. and she says she's um, running on the fields or something. And then she goes, and then it turns out she was talking about a hair, not even a girl. Yeah. Like a hair. And he's like, <laughs> I mean, it is confusing. You're just like, what? Yeah. At this point, I would have gone, I would have called the mum in and gone, right, give me the lowdown. Because yeah. this, this is what your daughter's saying. And this is what, I've got this picture of her, Rowan. Morrison, you're Mrs. Morrison, yeah. so tell me what the fuck's going on. Stop mucking me about. I think but, if it was a real detective policeman type thing, he would have been like, sit sit down, and he, you know, he'd go through the details until they started to trip up on themselves. Yeah. He'd very it's quickly like, get to the bottom and go, and then he'd like cut to 10 minutes later, and you're trying to sacrifice me on your wooden pipe. Like, he'd get there right away. Like, he'd know the questions to ask. Yeah. Or if he went Nicolas Cage, he'd start the punching and the kicking right, right from the start. Yeah. So <laughs> he would. He just stopped, he, she would have gone. Oh, that's my my daughter. Did <laughs> straight away. Why are they burned? Okay. Um, uh, yeah. So then, so then he he sort of witnesses them like a few weird things around the thing, and then he goes. Doesn't he go to the Green Man Inn, so the pub, to stay? He needs a room, and he. I'd like yeah. a room, and I'd like some supper. Yeah, and there's loads of people in there. They're all. Uh, they're not singing they're all, yet. No one's singing. They're all yet. annoying. They're it's all like super annoying. A cl- yeah, a classic. You walk in and everybody stops and the music stops. Everyone looks at you as if to say, "Yeah, stranger." I mean, that's that's a bit cliche. But they're all annoying. Like they're just all. Everyone seems to be there in the pub. Like, there's a big bearded man like who looks like Brian Blessed. Like loads of old the old codgers are there and just yeah. random women and young kids and someone's playing a fiddle and someone's like, it's so, annoying. I'd be like, I just want to relax and drink. Yeah. You got to do my head in. So he goes to like eat or something. At some point, one of them just breaks out into a song. And then this is the first like song where someone's singing of yeah. many. Like every every five minutes from here on out, someone's singing a song. Um, it's quite a good song. I can't remember what it's called. Um, they sing a song, which is basically... So basically, um, Sergeant Howie talks to the landlord asking for a room. And the landlord says, well, my daughter will show you. Mm. And, then, and then his daughter, Willow, says she's going to show... I mean, she's like a sort of blonde... She's played by Britt Eklund, isn't she? But she's like a sort of young yeah. blonde, clearly not of of the landlord's DNA, because he's like this... The landlord's we- a strange guy, isn't he? Balding weasel man. Yeah. And then everyone starts singing a song about shagging the landlord's daughter. Yeah. The landlord looks like, you know, in Harry Potter 3, where uh, Timothy Spall is half like, he's, he's a rat, and then he gets turned into oh. a human. Like halfway between that like transformation, 
That's the landlord from this. The, la- the landlord is like he's enjoying it when they're all singing a song hmm. about Shaq shagging the landlord's daughter. I was shagging the landlord's daughter. That's not the lyrics, but that's pretty it's much pretty, what. The, it's pretty much. That's it, yeah. the gist. They say yeah. one bit where they're like, "What's between her legs?" or something like that. Yeah. So instantly, and she, uh, and she starts grinding on someone as well. Yeah, like all these old men. It's, it's pretty pretty rough. Um, <laughs> Edward is eating some tinned peaches or some tinned and he says why haven't you got it i don't understand why do you have the tinned peaches because no, he's, he's eating a horrible dinner he's eating like boiled potatoes and yeah. broad beans and he's like yuck he says this is <laughs> disgusting and willow sort of says well that's all we've got sorry and he's like oh it's out of a tin isn't it and then yeah. he asks for a dessert and he asks for it's a classic basics isn't it he asks for a classic dessert she goes what dessert do you want he goes i'll just have an apple <laughs> and she goes she goes we haven't got any apples and then he then he, she she offers him a tin of peaches <laughs> but you can okay. have anything okay. for dessert or i'll have a millionaire shortbread or i'll have a lovely neapolitan ice cream yeah. or I'll get myself a lovely bit of new york cheesecake or oh, just have an it. apple yeah. oh, fuck's i know you're a religious man but be a little <laughs> bit more adventurous with your desserts i can remember me and cat ordering a banana split from Weatherspoons as a dessert and then something must have got messed up when he ordered. We finished our dinner and he brought, he just put a banana on the end of the table. And, they, and I think they were kind of confused because they kind of walked away a little bit like, I don't think this is right, but let's see how they react. Yeah, it's a banana. <laughs> put a banana on the end of the table. I remember, I was in, I think it was a Greek restaurant with yeah. a friend of mine and he ordered a hot banana. And I was like, why are you ordering a hot banana? He's like, I just want to see what it is. And he ordered it. It was like five, six quid. And it was, was literally. It's literally like a, a banana that was hot. Yeah. It had been cooked, yeah. and it had been sliced down the middle, and that was yeah. pretty much it. And I was like, "That's like we, that's like we can either give you this um, this incredible a million pounds or the mystery box. I'll take the mystery yeah. box. Hot, <laughs> Just a hot banana. banana. Have you had a frozen banana? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, it's pretty good. Pretty actually. good. Yeah, yeah, very good. <laughs> I'd pay. I'd pay a quid for that. Um, Okay, so... so so yeah, so uh, how he like after he goes to bed, he kind of starts looking out the window, and that's when they're Lord still Summer... singing downstairs, aren't they? They're still singing downstairs. Yeah. Loads of people are shagging in the uh, in the like churchyard. Someone's yeah. like naked on a gravestone. You crying. know what this whole scene is like. Have you ever watched um, what's that Gordon Ramsay program where he goes to like uh, inns and hotels and stuff? And oh, the yeah. first night is always him like walking around. He tries the food and goes, "This is shit." And then he goes to bed and you can hear them having the disco downstairs and he's trying to get comfy. It's, this is the first scene. Like, what is that thing called? I don't know. <laughs> Gordon Ramsay goes hard. <laughs> but yeah, so Lord Summerall brings like a grand like a grandson of someone to like pretty much is it a grandson or someone to basically offer up to Willow. He's like, oh, I present to you this young fellow. And Willow's like, send him up then. Because yeah. I'm gonna sit I'm gonna sit on his face. She calls him. She he calls he uh, Aphrodite or something. Yeah, yeah. Did he? Yeah, did yeah. he hear them having sex next door or something? Was the outside? I think he hears them having sex, and obviously, okay, yeah. Officer Howie's a bit of a bit of a uh, prude. So he's like, bloody hell, don't yeah. want to listen to this. So he plugs his iPod in and listens to <laughs> songs of praise. Yeah. Um, he does pray, though, doesn't he? If he gets in the bottom of his bed and starts. Yeah, praying. yeah. He prays. He Good prays, day. all right. He prays hard. <laughs> Um, so, and then so the next day, I think he starts to do a bit of investigation. Right, he goes to a school and yep. dancing around the maypole. Um, yeah, they're singing a. They're singing a. It's all a bit sexual. Instrument. That's with that instrument, right? Yeah. Um, there was a tree. There was a branch. There was a branch. There was an egg. There was an egg. There was a. And then he so goes that. into the classroom, and the girls are singing along, and the, he asks the woman teacher about 
what they're learning. And she goes, oh, how how the maypole is a penis. Or just talking about how the phallic object. It's all very overly sexual for these t- tiny little kids who, to be learning about this kind of thing. And he isn't very happy about that, obviously. He's but, just um, like, for fuck's sake, just chill out. Do the yeah. times table. We're learning about how the maypole is a massive cock. Yeah. At what Great. point did he realise they don't believe in God, God? I think he kind of starts realising pretty soon on, doesn't he? I mm. think he just realises they're all page- pagan religions. Pagans. Heathens! Yeah. yeah. Hey, pagans. <laughs> yeah. So he goes, um, I think he goes to, where did he get the, the photos? Did he go to the Rowan's coffin? This gravestone first. Yeah, I think he goes to Ro- Rowan's burial plot, and then yeah. he meets then he meets um, Lord Summerall, so played by Christopher Lee, mm. pretty much straight off, and just they talk a load of nonsense. Yeah, he basically tells them about the history of the island and how they all embrace the pagan religion. See, so, um, so this bit kind of confused me because so Christopher Lee, the idea is that his great granddad in 1901 or something moved to this out Ireland and Scotland because they got Mediterranean waters and they had some hot summers or something so he decided they could grow fruit but they decided that the best way to get the people involved in the growing or uh, the the people who were living there to sort of get involved was to start to teach them about paganism right and over the years Mm. they've now fully embraced the pagan lifestyle and they've gone full pagan but Christopher Lee Never go full pagan. At this point, I got the impression that Christopher Lee didn't actually believe it, but he knew it was a, it was a way of keeping control of the like their little population and, and keeping them happy and stuff. But yeah. later on, I'm pretty sure he fully believes what's going on. The way he sort of talks about the the, the you know the yeah. burning and stuff. I'm I think he was sure kind of, what he believes. He was kind of like I think he was just kind of playing the fool. Maybe it's just a direct. Howie's attention yeah. away from him a little bit, possibly. Maybe. Yeah. I don't know. He was being a little bit Machiavellian there, wasn't he? Yeah. But um, at some point, oh, yeah, that's the point where they're looking outside and it's just like girls dancing naked, like jumping naked over a fire. Yeah. <laughs> There's a lot of this kind and of stuff. And he's like, what are they doing jumping naked over that fire? Well, you want them to jump naked? You want them to jump clothed? How dangerous. <laughs> yeah. I'm Do sure you... there's a lot of 70s bushes going along as well, so they're yeah, fire hazard. Yeah. Do you feel like this film is um, a reaction to uh, so when f- f- peace and love and mar- marijuana and all that kind of stuff started to come out? Um, do you feel like this is like a conservative reaction to that film? To, the, to that yeah. Uh, era? Yeah, it could, it could be. Could be. Maybe they're like. They're going to start yeah, as well. Yeah, probably. Yeah. There are probably like loads of people like Howie around at the time going, Heathens! Yeah. Um, so at what point does. Does he find the photos of Rowan? Yeah, so pretty much he goes. He finds the missing photograph somehow, um, and and then he sees a picture of Rowan standing at the end of like a harvest, but there's like no produce. So yeah. then he realize he realizes that obviously there were it was a last year was they had a bad no, one. Yeah, it was they had a bad one. Um, and then I'm not sure exactly how he works it out, but he works out that basically the Islanders make a human sacrifice to ensure. The next will be bountiful. Yeah. Uh, so so he comes he comes to the conclusion that Rowan is alive at this point, doesn't he? Yeah. Um, okay. So then so then I think he realizes that the next day. Oh yeah. So he's they're, they're all expecting him to go home, and they're all kind of like 
will egging him on to go home for this yeah. this day that's coming up. He does try and go home now. He tries he tries yeah. to get back in his plane and then his plane won't start. Yeah. And he's like, Have one of you mucked about with this? <laughs> no, wasn't yeah. us. Yeah. Your plane's fucked, is it? And he goes, This <laughs> this guy can row you home, but it'll take about a week. I'd be like, yeah. Oh god then. Yeah, just bring us some tinned peaches and we'll be off. Yeah. Um so he has to stay that night, right? And that's the night where uh what's the name starts doing uh the landlord's daughter yeah the landlord's daughter gets naked and does some dance in her bedroom but she's basically like an enticing dance where she's trying yeah. to get howie who not only is a religious man but he's also a virgin he's engaged to be married and he doesn't yeah. believe in sex before marriage and yeah. she gets completely naked and starts banging on the wall doesn't he bang on the wall back at some point as if that's like him yeah yeah this is weird because it's um i mean i've just got to admire the the confidence of any actress who's willing to do that sort of dancing yeah. in front of like a room. I mean, maybe, maybe this is just the seventies. This is what people did, but yeah. it's, it's not a normal dance. <laughs> it's, oh. I've never seen anything quite like that. I enjoyed it. Yeah, for all the right for all the right reasons, Luke. For the choreography yeah. and you know the, the, the framing of the shots. I mean, it was lovely. It was like watching uh, like a paper bag trapped in wind, sort of flapping about and. <laughs> It's very, uh, I'm trying to do like a natural sort of. <laughs> <laughs> it's nothing like that. But <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's good though. It's but, good. Um, I'll, give it, I'll, give it, I'll give it 10 out of 10. Cool. Dancing with the Stars, 10 yeah. out of 10. Um, but he resists. He doesn't want to do anything. So he no. goes to bed. <laughs> he goes to bed with a lob on. <laughs> 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 there are some talk of erections in this film as well. Like earlier, when they were yeah. singing the song about shagging a land- landlord's daughter, one of them went, "Oh!" And then one of the lyrics was something about someone having something in their pants, and someone went, <laughs> did, a, "Did a like, <laughs> did a childish erection mime?" This someone said, "It's maybe it's later on." I think they call him Edward, the, ejac- the, the ejaculation of some pagan god. <laughs> Like the um, it says stuff like that on the gravestones. It's like here lies the ejaculation of yeah, the serpents. That's what I was thinking of. Yeah, yeah. Here lies the ejaculation of the serpents. Just how I wanted to be remembered. I <laughs> uh, yeah. could have said father, brother, husband, whatever. But you've said here lies this twat ejaculation of the serpents. Speaking of weird, um, like burial sort of rites, have you ever seen that video of there's the people who live in the mountains, um, and when one of them dies. They put them out on the hill. There's videos of this, um, and all these vultures, within ten seconds, fly around, smother the body, um, and then they pick the meat from the bones. And within about a minute, it's just bones left. They picked like everything off the dead body. That's um, yeah, hungry in, vultures. In my Wicker Man remake, that might be one of the ways they uh, sacrifices. Yeah, that'd yeah. be good. All the vultures turning up. All the middle. So it's in the Middle East with vultures and yeah. ISIS. <laughs> Yeah, good. Good. I like there, it already. Yeah. And Nicholas like Cage, it. of course. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so the next morning, everyone's dressed up in their crazy pagan costumes. We're getting a very now we're getting full on folk horror. They're all wearing like their weird yeah. Straw this masks was this stuff. was quite this was quite kill list, wasn't it? When yeah, with all, yeah. all the naked masked people at the end, reminded me of that. Although again, obviously, it's clearly relying heavily on the Wicker Man. Um, yeah. So he so. Um, Officer Howie basically steals the landlord's costume where he's like the 
It beats the him up, fool. right? Yeah, it's, it's like the punch and He just he like, like hits him with something, but he yeah. just gets KO'd. <laughs> well, he yeah. hits him in the back, but he's just like, oh. <sighs> and he, st- yeah. he, steals, he steals his outfit, but for his outfit, you can still see like the back of his head. So like you'd be able to tell it wasn't the landlord because they got like completely different hair. Yeah, I think they Everyone... probably, oh, they know anyway, don't they? But they're just sort of having him on. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But still, if I was Officer Howie, I'd be like, bloody hell, this ain't a good enough costume. Yeah. So yeah, he basically goes along to this sort of, what would you call it? Like a ritual thing where everyone's marching along, singing a song. Yeah. Um, oh God, there's, there's a few bits. Um, there's a sword bit. But like, so everyone's sort of dancing through the town and stuff and he's sort of following them on along. And there's obviously, they're obviously like kind of, playing with him like toying with him like following him and then like making noises and disappearing hitting him with sticks and stuff um <laughs> goosing him to, like squeezing his butt cheeks and stuff <laughs> <laughs> giving him a wet willy <laughs> and, oh I can't, I get off me and then he gets into this big queue and there's like four people with like swords um yep. and then it's the game where they have to go in stand up in the swords and then get down and at one point it's like uh what's game that? of chance yeah what's that game of Musical chairs, yeah, musical chairs. When the music stops, they have to like slice the head. Do they actually cut someone's head off? No, they, they cut off like they cut off. It looks like they cut off someone's head, but it turns yeah. out it was just a part of this girl's costume where she had like she was dressed as like a, a hair, and yeah. they like cut off the head. And obviously, Officer Howie in his uniform goes like, Hur! like he like shits himself. <laughs> yeah, and then and then she like pops her head out and goes, "Wait, having you on? Glad you there. Yeah, we don't do actual murders until in a minute." <laughs> And then yeah, so they, they they continue on onto the beach, or like the cliff edge or something, and then they find Rowan, um, and then Edward Woodward takes his mask off and goes, "It's been me all along," and then <laughs> everyone's <laughs> like, "Oh no!" Oh, what's uh, happening now? Yeah. And then he goes and cuts Rowan free, and then she gives it the old, "Help me! They're they're crazy." Yeah, she he, she says this way, and then they go that way, and then they go yeah. for like a little tunnel, some caves. And it, it, I get the impression that was, they're supposed to have been trying to escape for a little while because they're a little bit tired and, and haggard when they get out. And you eventually climb out, and then Christopher Lee's there already. Everyone's there waiting. It's time to make your appointment with the Wicker Man. He's been stitched right up. <laughs> so they say that like they're so they're gonna they're gonna sacrifice him. But they say because he's he suits he fits their gods for to the sun god basically they talk about who's going to help them with their crops yeah so he fits their gods requirements howie so he came of his own free will with the power of a king because he's a lawman uh he's a virgin i'd be like how do you bloody know i'm always <laughs> at it yeah and is a fool which is a bit harsh yeah if he did give in to his urges the night before would that mean they'd be like oh we can't Burn him now. Like he's... Yeah, if he, if he just went, I had a massive wank last night. Yeah. <laughs> they'd have to say, oh, I've had did sex. you? Prove it. I, uh, well, how would you, you, you prove it? This is how you do it. <laughs> <laughs> Describe a woman's boob. So why was Willow trying to trying to get have it Exactly, off yeah. Unless, unless, unless if he was... did give in, she'd be like, blue balls. <laughs> 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 Maybe maybe just add a bit of extra torture in there. I don't know. Yeah, it's a good point. Yeah, so 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 how he tries to like bargain with Lord Summerall, where he's just like saying, "If you sacrifice me, you're not gonna, you're not gonna the fruit the fruit not necessarily gonna work, but it's not gonna work. It's in not gonna, Scotland. Not gonna grow. This is it's in Africa Scotland or something. Yeah, he tries to he does try and bargain his way out of it like quite well yeah. as, as well. But Summerall's a bit like, 
shut up, it's gonna work, you knob. Yeah. And then <laughs> they and then they take him to the giant Wicker Man statue, which is terrifying. But when they put him in it, so obviously the big Brian Blessed Man puts puts some puts um Detective Howie in it. Yeah. Then they start singing another folk song. When he's in the Wicker Man yeah. and Howie's like terrified. I mean, he's do he's praying and he's just everything just sort of, and he's shouting and insisting that because he's a man of God, it's yeah. not the same. It's not going to work. But he doesn't try and like get his get out at all, does he? No, well, it's wicked. Like, he would have would have made it out easy if he tried. Yeah, but he, he could have tried. The remake, don't they? Like break his. Break, they break his legs. It? They break his legs in the remake. See, I think, see, so that, I think. Would, that would make sense. Yeah. And they put and they put uh, like a thing on his head and put pour a load of bees into it. Yeah, I don't think they needed to do that. But um, yeah, they. Oh, it's so harsh. Like, like he puts on a brave face. He starts praying to God and to sort of save him or whatever. But he's obviously going to die. And it's they're all singing such a happy song, like such like a folky happy song as he's as he's burning and the animals start to burn. And then um, you kind of feel like something good's going to happen. He's going to get saved or something at the end. But Yeah, like someone's going to fly his plane over and start machete, just start machine gunning everybody yeah. on. Yeah, but no, he just dies. And then they sing and then that's it. And then it just goes to the sunset and then the credits roll. So, I mean, it is a horrible ending, but, you know. Yeah. There we go, and that's what happens. It, that's what happens when you get me- mess, uh, mixed up in all this nonsense. That's it, when you, when you don't have sex. You get well, you, recommend. That's basically the moral of the story is get your end away <laughs> soon, yeah. sooner rather than later, as in yeah. by, uh, of a legal age, uh, because otherwise you're going to get burned alive. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, uh, trivia? You ready? Yes, please. Yes, please. Uh, number one. Robin Hardy, the director, tried to make a third Wicker Man film uh, called The Wrath of the Gods. He set up a crowdfunding campaign, but buggered it. True or false? Buggered it? <laughs> How old is he, though? Did he, did, does he know about crowdfunding? Sorry, no offense to older older people, but, I mean, he made this one, like, 50 years ago. Yeah, it was 50 years ago now. Wow, that's gone by. Um, uh, that's gone by. Like, you remember it. Like, it was yesterday, <laughs> 1973. Uh, yeah. False. I'm going to say that's false. No, it's true. Uh, it ultimately ah. fell short of its $210,000 target. Fact. By $208,000. <laughs> he, he didn't know how to press the publish button. What was, the, <laughs> what was the third one called? The Wrath of the, the Wicker Dick. The Wrath of the Gods. Oh, yeah, you said that already, sorry. Yeah. Let's go have a quick look Interesting. on. I wonder if it was Kickstarter or if it was something else. Indiegogo, it's on there. Okay, well, that's still on there. Yeah, still on there. It never goes away on Indiegogo. It shows you failures. Oh, God, they really didn't make it. <laughs> that's that's not very nice. Like, it should have been better than that. How much? How much? How much? Okay, guess, give me like a, an estimate of where you think he got to out of the $210,000. $13,000. dollars 8318 dollars ah, To this be fair, I mean, made the Wicker Mantle, yeah, but then he made The Wicker Tree, which got 3.9 out of 10. So, you know, that's yeah. like... Plus, if someone made this film this in this day and age, The Wicker Man, as in it was similar in content, so yeah. people would just... I don't know. People may, Maybe people would love it. I think Robin Hardy's dead now, actually. So quick look. Yeah, died... Ooh, he, uh, oh, he... Is he A year, year and a half ago, yeah. 2016. Oh, God, he was like 85. Sad. Yeah. 
Okay. Uh, well, at least, at least he had a go at crowdfunding. Eh? Yeah, you've got to give it a go, haven't you? Uh, Christopher Lee agreed to appear in this film for a tuppence. True or false? For a tuppence? Yeah. Ugh. <laughs> uh, <laughs> false. False, yeah. He appeared to, agree to appear in the film for free, and he now considers it to be his best film and his best performance. You see, how old is Christopher Lee in this? Christopher Lee is another person always who... Always been that age. Was, he's always been old. Older. He's always been 45 plus. Yeah, well... He's never been younger than that. Even, like, when I think about him in Dracula, like, he, although he looks younger, he doesn't look yeah. that much younger. Do you know what I mean? That was, like... Oh. Fifth, uh, when, when it's like no, 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 one's ever seen a pic- no one's ever seen a picture of Tommy Lee Jones young. I'll just go- I'll just Google Tommy Lee Jones young and he's not young. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he he's not young at all. Christopher Lee, he's just looking at pictures now. What a what a cool guy. He sat he used to sing in like death metal bands or something, right? Yeah, I think he had a couple of death metal albums. I believe. Yeah. That's cool. Okay, number three. Interesting. The film's original negative uh, film reel lies under the M three. Lies under the M3. That's mad. That's bizarre. True. It's true. I'm not really too sure what this means. Apparently, Robin Hardy didn't want the original reel to get out or something, and the film, uh, whoever owns the reel, were like, don't worry about it because we use it as landfill to to like make one of these barriers on the M3. Um, I'm not too sure exactly (laughs) what it what that means or like how it works or is that something people do? They just put like film reels as like landfill. Listen, listen. Do you want to get rid of something? I'm doing landfill, right? I'll call up everyone I know. Anything you want to get rid of forever. Look, yeah? man, that, that's number fourteen on Empire's film. Yeah, shove it in. Shove <laughs> it in. Get rid of it. Yeah. Got the shining in. <laughs> it's weird. Okay, uh, number four. With the success of the film, Edward Woodward now considers himself a druid of the nude and nippled clan. Some have said they caught sight of him playing the spoons against his naked thighs on the Scottish moors during the full moon. <laughs> as much as I want that to be true, that's false. But if you tell me it's true, I wouldn't be shocked. <laughs> it's uh, yeah, it's false. But oh. I, I just like the idea of people saying they'd caught sight of Edward Woodward playing the spoons naked <laughs> on the Scottish yeah, moors. Yeah, is that Edward Woodward <laughs> playing the spoons naked? What's that slapping sound? Prob- probably. <laughs> okay. Um, uh, uh. <laughs> uh, number five. The Wicker Man is just one of the so-called unholy trinity of folk horror. Blood on Satan's claw is the other one. Can you name the third? So Wicker Man, Blood and Satan's Claw, and there's another one, like a really famous. There's another. There's another. Yeah, I think I think I read this not so long ago. I don't want to ruin the trivia. It's something about witchcraft. Uh yeah, close. Uh, keep, it's keep going. The the wit is the the word witchcraft in it. The word witch is in there. The wit the wit the witch the witch man witches of Eastwick. I don't know. Uh, witch finder general, which I've ah oh, yeah, ah oh. oh, yeah, that one. Ah. That <laughs> um, oh, yeah. yeah, man. So uh, I feel you quite well there. Uh, next on the list is Cabin in the Woods. But before that, <laughs> we're going to do the film. Before that, we need to create the film. So next on the list is Cabin in the Woods. But I think we're going to do another 
stray off the list, aren't we, with Andy Conduit Turner again? Yeah. Yeah, we'll get Andy back on. Yeah. I'm not so we we have discussed possibly watching I mean it's not a horror as such, it's more like an action film, but we're gonna possibly discuss Deep Blue Sea. See, I've I've got no reverence for Deep Blue Sea. I can't even just don't know it's about all right. it. It's all right. I a, remember it's... Samuel L. Jackson. Yeah. <laughs> the reason we thought cool about Jane, this. Jay. Yeah, yeah. LL Cool Jane. <laughs> <laughs> well, the reason I thought about we thought about doing this is because the sequel has been announced and is yeah. probably is going to arrive like a straight to video or straight to DVD. Yeah. That don't even exist anymore. What am I talking about? Straight to DVD. Straight Vod. to straight to, straight to the fucking straight to the straight into your eyeballs. Yeah. Oh, so we might we good. might so we might do Deep Blue Sea or we might do Cabin in the Woods. We'll see what happens first. Okay, yeah. Um, yeah, man, what do you grade? The grade the film. Uh, I, I, I like this film. I mean, it is mental. Mm. And I'm, I'll probably not need to watch it again for another decade. Mm. But it's solid. And this I like, is kind I of like... on your cliff, isn't it? Like, if just around... Yeah, I think this is helpfully on my cliff. I've got a couple of feet on the edge. Um, as I said, <laughs> I, like, I like the way I can see modern films in it and the way that they've been influenced by it. So mm. uh, I'd, give, I'd give it a B. Okay, easily give it a, give it a B easily. I'm go- I I give it an A. I think this is one oh. of my favorite films. Just generally, I think I've got a I've got a real affinity. There's one point in my life when I got really into 70s folky music, and I really kind of enjoy listening to that sort of. Yeah. And because this film is mostly that <laughs> that yeah. feeling all the way through, but um, and also I just because this one plays into like one of my fears that I just I'm terrified of this whole idea. Yeah, um, I just find it really gets to me. Like out of all the films on this list, even Audition, which was a super scary sort of in the way it ended, I find this one more horrific. I just, yeah. There's something about it that just, just really terrifies me. So mm. yeah, I, I give it an A. I think it's oh, very nice. rare you see a film that is as weird as this. Yeah, definitely weird. Yeah. Very weird. Okay, so uh, any other news we want to tell people or? Uh, the news it's all going to be alright that's all you need to know okay cool yeah uh, go watch the Cloverfield Paradox let us know what you think yeah yeah we'll watch the Cloverfield Paradox and we'll discuss a little bit next time possibly yeah. uh, or we might not discuss it on the show we might discuss it in private and then uh, yeah. you have to just guess what we think of it I would recommend Super Dark Times on Netflix oh not, yeah none of people are watching it so and it is really good yeah and I'd recommend the new series of the X-Files if you get past the first two episodes I'm sure the rest will be fine yeah Cool. Okay. Uh, this show is brought to you by Hawk and Cleaver. Head over to hawkandcleaver.com. Uh, I've gone Patreon over at patreon.com forward slash hawkandcleaver. Thanks to Kovach Kalman for our theme music. Thanks to ACAS for hosting the show. Thanks to the listeners. If you enjoyed the show, give us a rating review in iTunes. And remember to hit subscribe. And thanks to my co host Ben for being a real horror dude. Thank you, Luke. Is that sneeze? There's a sneeze of yawn. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. 
Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.